Welcome to A Brew and a Biscuit, a podcast for those who want to live a more intentional life and take a different path. I'm your host, Nicolette LaFonseca. In this episode, I want to explore the whole notion of good habits. What constitutes a good habit? How do we form good habits? And most importantly, how do we make them stick? So grab yourself a brew and a biscuit and sit down to enjoy this next episode. Have you ever noticed how no one ever questions your ability to maintain a bad habit? You never say to someone, sleeping in and binge watching every day. Wow, how are you ever going to maintain that? I admire your stamina. It never gets that you go girl whoop whoop moment. And where does that attitude come from? I think it stems from this overriding view in society that good choices are less enjoyable. They're simply unfun. And therefore, it's harder for us to remain motivated because we're doing something that we don't like. I'm going to elaborate and I'm going to use food as an example because it's a great example. From almost day dot, we are giving children a message that You have to eat this food that is good for you, but not tasty, in order to get this food that is bad for you and delicious. And it's a really unhealthy message. It wasn't until I had Sebastian and started to think about the parental choices I was going to make that I realised I could count on one hand the number of adults that I knew that had a healthy relationship with food. And I do feel that later in the series, I could do a whole episode just on food and attitudes to food. It's not just what we're saying about food, but the message that we perpetuate, good things are bad and bad things are the fun treats. And once you recognise this really negative message, you start to see it everywhere with exercise, with cleaning your house, meeting deadlines, even helping others. It was decided that we have to look at all good habits and wise choices and decisions as being the choice of a dull, boring person and a way to not enjoy life. You know, where's your joie de vivre? You've only got these good habits and you're living a really good life. You must be boring. If we look at forming a good habit as being a difficult thing, then it will be difficult. My eldest child is somewhat highly strung and I can't think where he gets it from. Spoiler alert, it's me. One of the things that comes up a lot is that we say to him, if you look at an activity and you straight up say, it's hard, then it will be hard. So we encourage him to look at a page of maths and instead of saying, that's really hard, we say, oh, that looks like something you don't know right away. Let's work it out. If something is challenging, why use that part of your brain worrying. Use your full brain to its full capacity for the problem at hand. And there are so many physical manifestations of worry. And these are all medically recognised. There's dizziness, we become irritable, we can have nausea, fatigue, headaches. Most of all, we have an inability to concentrate. So if something is a tricky situation, the last thing you want to be doing is worrying about it because it makes you less able to deal with the situation. There are so many ways that you can reframe your language. Instead of thinking about hard work, 
say this is challenging, this will take some thinking about, or I need to work out the best approach. So we've established that how we think about our choices, and if we think about them as hard choices, it causes worry and makes us less likely to succeed. But what about asking ourselves a further question? Perhaps challenge is fun. Pre-children, I decided that I wanted to read 100 books in a year, and it was challenging. But there was so much joy in it. And I like to think of life in terms of Tetris levels. Stay with me. So, you're playing Tetris and levels 1 to 6 are boring because there is absolutely no challenge. 7 to 12, that's the sweet spot. It's challenging, but in a fun way. Level 12 and up, well, I'm just overwhelmed. One way of combating becoming overwhelmed by a decision is breaking it down. I've really, really enjoyed rereading a lot of the books that I read when I was younger with the kids, and I've actually found myself really benefiting from the messages. One book we recently reread was Truckers by Terry Pratchett, and the main gnome in that, masculine, and I'm really hoping I pronounced his name correctly there. That's how I say it in my head. He has a problem. He has to get all of these gnomes in order to steal a truck, a human-sized truck, convince them all that there is a world outside a, a shop and get this truck safely away and find a new home for the gnomes. And he has this explanation where you take an impossible task and you take that impossible task and you break it up into improbable tasks. And then you take one of the improbable tasks and you, you break it down into just difficult situations. Then you take that difficult situation and you break that down into a manageable problem. And I just love that because it's something that we can all benefit from. Instead of looking at the whole picture, look at the smaller elements and break it down until we can deal with it. And one of the ways we can do that when we're looking at forming good habits is to not say, I am going to read 100 books. You could say, I'm going to read one book this month. You could take it in when you're trying to give something up. Don't say I'm giving this up forever. Say I'm not doing this today. And then that's a manageable problem. So if you want to establish a good habit, recognize that it will be challenging. Remember, don't say hard, say challenging, and then break it down into smaller manageable sections. So there we have it, we've fixed good habits. No, we've not, wrong. Because right at the beginning of the episode, I said I wanted to explore what a good habit is anyway. Now the self-help, wellness, uh, entrepreneur guru market, self-improvement market, it's massively saturated. And by and large, they have this one size fits all attitude. The Miracle Morning is a great example of this. Now, this is not to say that having a good morning routine cannot be beneficial. In fact, I wrote a blog post about establishing a morning routine that was a bespoke one for yourself, and I'll, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And this isn't saying that somebody, in, in fact, lots of people, because it's a bestseller, picked up The Miracle Morning and said, wow, reading this and following this advice changed my life. But 
it's not going to change everybody's life because it's not going to be suitable for everybody. Good habits are not the same for everyone. And the same goes for bad habits. And okay, right. There are some that are universally recognized as, you know, bad habits. Smoking is a fairly good example of a bad habit, no matter how you dress it up. Our bodies and our minds are, are very different. And for decades, it's a great example, for decades, I wondered, why am I in pain? So I, you know, I turned to my friends, I turned to the internet, I turned to books, I turned to books first because the internet wasn't a thing. And I followed this universal advice of, you know, if you're aching, you take up yoga. Yoga's brilliant. Yoga will save you. So I went and I went to different classes and they weren't working. I tried different disciplines. I pushed myself. I stepped back from it. I stepped back into it. I tried to fix things. And then it wasn't until 2019, after more than 15 years of visiting the doctor saying, this hurts, this is a problem, uh, you know, I can't go to the toilet, that I was diagnosed with EDS and subsequently told that yoga was only going to exacerbate my problems. For multitudes of people around the globe, yoga is kicking ass in being a really good habit and it's helping lots and lots of people. But it didn't mean that it was going to be a good habit for me. You see, one person's good habit, i.e., daily yoga, for example, is my bad habit. So what makes a good habit? And it comes down to you have to find and establish what is aligned for you and what brings you benefit. If something's truly, truly benefiting you, even if it was challenging at first and, and it can be challenging to maintain, if you start to see results, if it benefits you, it stops becoming a challenge and you know it's back in the fun zone it's in the fun column again it's okay a perfect example of this is batch cooking i am a big batch cooker i think that it saves time and it saves money and the more and more people i speak to about it they say to me ah oh, i wish i had the time i can't get started with it i don't know the recipes and what they're talking about is that hump that, that initial thing, whenever we try to do something new or learn something new, there's a hump. You know, we're going through this with uh, Sebastian and taking the stabilizers off his bike. He's not going to be in the Tour de France straight away. So he wants to quit. But actually, there's always a hump. There's always a time when it's difficult. You know, it's like taking your flotation devices off when you're learning to swim the first thing you do is you feel like you're drowning and actually, once you get into the swing of it, you're like, oh, swimming's fun again, let's go again next week, it's good, I get to splash my mum in the face. If you got over the hump of finding the recipes and making the meal plans and batch cooking and taking that day and rearranging your time so that you could take that day, that's the challenge, that's the hump. Once you start to save time and save money, you see the benefit, yeah, I actually look forward to, you know, cooking day. And it's, it's, again, it's back in the fun column. I'm not challenging myself anymore. It's just part of my daily routine that feels as intrinsic as getting up in the morning and going to the toilet. I think one of the main things that holds people back from starting a good habit is the fact that we 
try and push square pegs into round holes. We see what's working for somebody else and we try and force it. And we come at it with a really bad mindset of it's going to be hard work, it's not going to be fun, it's it's going to be an awful thing to do when actually when you find something that is truly aligned to you and benefits you those things those problems they kind of melt away once you're over the hump and you know just to reiterate there's always a hump when you learn something new or when you try something new I think everybody who has gone from living alone to living with a partner no matter how much you love that person, you are going to find things that really, really annoy you. Now, if you left someone every time they changed the TV channel or put the cups in the wrong cupboard, you're going to lead a really lonely life. And there's so many areas of our life where we're willing to accept that there is a, a period of adjustment where things don't feel right, such as having a child I keep saying one day they will sleep one day they will sleep I'm yet to find that day but I know it's coming because everybody says it's coming and the internet told me it will happen so I just want to recap on everything that we've said about good habits and bad habits and first up is don't categorize good things as unfun or dull why is a carrot and hummus something that we have to endure just so that we can eat chocolate if you want to eat chocolate eat chocolate I actually really enjoy carrot and hummus as well they're both good things stop thinking of things as really hard work just reframe it as it's challenging that can be enjoyed you know even helping someone or having to do your daily chores and clean the house don't focus on the fact that you know we don't like hoovering no one really likes hoovering focus on the fact that it's going to feel better at the end of it you're going to sit down with a tremendous sense of fulfillment and joy you've helped this person you've cleaned your house you've you've done your taxes so that you're not going to prison that's that's good thing not a challenging thing find what is a good habit for you of course look to others to get inspiration for what might work in your life and see if it does if it doesn't Maybe that's not a good fit. You need to find out what's working for you and what's benefiting you because we are not one size fits all. We are complex, unique human beings and we're really tricky. We're like houseplants in the winter. And last but not least, when a habit is bringing you a real benefit to your life, then how can it be hard? It's just easy to maintain because it's bringing you so much joy. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode when we're talking about good habits and bad habits. And I'd really like you to rate and review. And remember that nothing says I love you like a five-star review. I do hope that you come back next week and press play again when we can talk about more things with a brew and a biscuit. <laughs>